Cornwall, England, December. The earthquake was a small one. The post office shook only slightly, the window rattling in its frame and dislodging an advent calendar. The van outside vibrated just enough to set off this its alarm. And if you were watching closely, you might have seen the traffic lights shudder in their concrete base. A local nurse out walking her dog felt a vibration through the pavement and stopped. She would have thought nothing of it but for her Labrador's sudden bark and raised hackle. She could hear at least two other dogs reacting with a torrent of howls and yelps in houses nearby. The nurse looked around, then shrugged and resumed her walk. Her dog followed, tail between his legs. A man reading his paper in the back felt a rumbling and glancing down noticed a tiny series of ray waves running from the edge of the back to his knees. There was three sets of waves in all, each one a centimeter behind the other. He got out of the bath, telling himself it was because the water had gone cool. Beneath the man's house, the foundations absorbed most of the tremor. One meter below his basement, the peat that lay beneath moved and folded, and the silt that was then ten meters deeper still cracked and heaved for the first time in decades. Under this was 10 meters of sand and all sorts of crushed shells laid down over millions of years, all moving, creasing and pushing into new shapes and layers. Below that lay 20 meters of slate and tin, which had shaped so much of the country's history. Then came the granites. Under pressure from the magna, the liquid rock heated by the earth's core, its veins and cracks opened and closed. And from deeper still came a small dark cluster pushed up higher and higher, forced through the fissures, stopping only when it met the cooler, solidified mass of granite that ran for miles like a ceiling north, south, east and west. It stopped there, 1,000 meters beneath the man and his bath, waiting.